2: It's going to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up,
3: and Judkins just burst through there.
2: Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control, and the dock! Oh, my! Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. One zero nine three. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. He hits one
4: high and deep left field. Kane shading the eyes at the track, and it is gone.
2: Let's get to it. Here's your host Gary Darby.
5: Welcome to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Here with Cannon Motors, uh, we have our host uh, out today. Chucky uh, with Gary. Good luck to him. He has some wisdom teeth taken out. We're excited for this Egg Bowl. Two technology challenge people here are going to try to figure this out. Uh, Chucky, what did you think about the start of the game?
6: (laughs) The start? (laughs) Why didn't they just stay in bed, just play the second (laughs) half? Kind of rocky there. Uh, I don't know, a little sleepwalking going on. Uh, But, you know, everything's well that ends well, and they – they uh, pulled it together at halftime, woke up from their nap, and 28 um, nothing in the second half, so that's okay. That's acceptable. And, you know, sandwiched in between Georgia and, and their rival, Egg Bowl coming up Thursday, quick turnaround. I get it. You know, I get it. I, I'm not going to be too harsh on them, but the first half
5: was <laughs> wasn't very pretty. No, it wasn't. Uh, by the way, this is brought to you by South Farm – Credit uh with over a hundred years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture. We will help guide you through financial journey at South Farm Credit. Chuck, I thought a uh, big thing there to me was in the second half, Jats Dark kind of getting in a rhythm again. You didn't want him going into that state game, not in a rhythm uh after this uh, Georgia game. You know, he got he got Stung there with his shoulder, uh, there in the third quarter, and just him getting in the rhythm again. I thought that was very important moving forward.
6: Yeah, and you could tell the first half he was really frustrated just by the whole thing. And even after the post game interview, he he's expressed a lot of frustration, said he, you know, he was glad that things turned around in the second half, and so was a relieved crowd that ULM was. No longer a threat.
5: <laughs> yeah, and and offensive line uh, got off to a rough start, gave up three sacks, I believe two there in the first half. Lane mentioned in today's press conference that wasn't all the offensive line's fault. There were some running back issues there. Uh, you know, tight end and receivers, everybody kind of was a part of uh, not playing its best blocking. Contributed.
6: Well, here, here's the thing people don't understand. Sometimes uh, it takes a long time to make an offensive line cohesive, and where they're working as one person. And when you take out Micah Pettis, gone for the year, um, you're sh- you're shifting Jeremy James out to right tackle. You're bringing up uh, Reese McIntyre to play center. You're moving Caleb Warren over to right guard. Jaden Williams gets hurt the first series against Georgia, so you you know. You, Victor Kern and Quincy McGee were the only stable parts of the whole thing, um, a whole offensive line Saturday. There just wasn't any cohesiveness early on, but they, they worked it out a little better in the second half. So hopefully by Thursday they can get things fixed because Micah Pettis isn't coming back. Lane Lane hinted that Jaden Williams might or should be able to play Thursday, but we'll see on that too.
5: Yeah, that's going to be a big uh, factor to me going forward in this egg bowl is will Jaden Williams return? If he does return, how healthy is he going to be? Uh, These are five uh, thoughts uh, from myself, brought to you by Outback Steakhouse and our friend Steve Brantham, who currently operates nine Outback Steakhouses locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. My first thought. Ole Miss has to get its offensive line issues somehow resolved by Thursday. Losing two of their three top offensive tackles has sent them into disarray. Things got a little better in the second half, but was that due to ULM's depth issues or them actually gelling? Let's hope for the latter. Thought number two. I thought Jackson Dart started knocking the rust off in the third quarter, and that will be critical for the Egg Bowl. You don't want your star quarterback coming in not sharp for rivalry week. Thought number three. The Rebels were obviously sleepwalking in the first half, but they didn't let the Georgia hangover carry into the second half. The offense, defense, and special teams all started playing much better. Like Dart, it's important for the team to get back to somewhat in the rhythm before the Egg Bowl. Thought number four, has anyone else noticed the development Excuse me, development of freshman transfer defensive back Chris Graves? I have, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Chris, Chris has the ability to... To play in space, and that has been a problem for some of the Ole Miss defensive bats this season. And the last thought of the day. This is a chance for Ole Miss to get to ten and two while playing Bama and Georgia on the road. There was no room for error. You win the next two and it would mark the most wins by Ole Miss in school history. Does anything else need to be said?
6: Good stuff. Are you going to sign us out, or are you just going to be a lousy ho? Next (laughs) up,
5: we'll have Romero Miller coming up after the break.
4: Campbell Clinic Orthopedics, a national and international leader in
2: musculoskeletal care, are the ones to trust when it comes to orthopedic needs, such as sports medicine, pediatrics, hip and knee, spine, shoulder and elbow, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, as well as cast and x-ray services, along with a physical therapy department. To make an appointment, call 901-759-3111 or schedule online now at www.campbellclinicoxford.com. They also offer a convenient weekly walk-in clinic, Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Campbell Clinic Oxford, located at twenty. 20- 2608 South Lamar Boulevard. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
5: Welcome back here to the Cannon Motors Rebel Yell Hotline. Chucky and I are going to get all the technology here together. We have a special host, uh, special guest excuse me here, Romero Miller, who I still say threw the prettiest ball I've ever seen at Ole Miss. Romero, how are you, big guy?
8: I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys?
5: We're doing great. Romero,
6: one of my favorite memories of uh, Egg Bowl, and I don't know if it's yours or not, was when Deuce threw a pass to you. And and you scored on, on on your in your senior year uh, to kind of ice that game. Talk about being a receiver for once,
8: man. Chuck, I tell people all the time, quarterbacks have some of the best hands on the team because all we all we do is all all we all we do think about it. All we do is throw and catch and practice all this. All we do throwing catch, warming up and stuff like that. You know, so. Um, I knew that if he got it to me, I was going to catch it. I just didn't have faith that he was going to get it to me. But he did, so
6: it's definitely a good thing. Talk about your experiences in the Egg Bowl, uh, Romero. I know one year, the year that Tupperville left, you, you were injured and couldn't play in it. Uh, Mississippi State won in Oxford uh, when our friend David Marsh was quarterbacking. But uh, just give us some of your memories of the of the Egg Bowl.
8: Well, you know, my my first year was the year we went out of Starfield and we beat them uh, on a two point conversion late in the game with Stewart hit Corey Peterson for the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, then and and that kinda got me into the rival at a young age because, you know, that was the the game also that we got into the fight free game. So uh <laughs> if you if you didn't know about the rivalry um beforehand, you knew about it uh leaving leaving Starville that night. And uh, you know, just to accommodate my, my senior year to to catch a pass and uh, a lasting memory not only for myself but anytime I go back to games now uh, people always say hey I remember when Deuce threw you that pass so it kind of makes me feel good
6: uh, talk about the, the the intensity of that game I mean there, there's just a little bit extra for Mississippi kids isn't it
8: oh no doubt you know being from Shannon um we were I grew up 50 minutes 55 minutes from starville pretty much in 55 minutes an uh, hour uh, of Oxford. Um, half of my family, uh they board off Uh they converted over to Ole Miss uh, when I uh when I was playing, but they, they went back over the board uh, once you know, once once it was over. And um uh, even now we'll get together on Thanksgiving and we'll talk we'll talk crap about it beforehand and uh watch the game together and just hopefully this year uh we come out on top so we can uh uh talk a little bit more crap than those guys.
6: Well, you know, I, I know that you do a lot of traveling to, to follow the rebels. You're one of the Former players, it's about as loyal as any that I've ever seen. Um, do you go to Starkville or not?
8: No, Chuck. I have not been. I hadn't been down there. I, I, <laughs> we went down there my junior my junior year, and um, it was a bad night for me to end it. And I told myself, I said, "Man, I'll never go back to an egg bowl down there again." And as of today, I haven't. I haven't been back down there yet. Um, feel good about this year's team. If, it, if there was a year I was going to go down, there, I think I would go this year. Just because of how I feel, but um, I can do it out here in those cowbells.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, uh, talk about this team a little bit, uh, uh, and Lane Kiffin, the program he's building here, the NIL, the the whole works. Uh, you being a former player, I know you know it's going in the right direction, and you got to be happy.
8: Oh yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you know, just um, when Lane came in, we we thought we 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 got the right guy, but we just didn't know. And just to see what he's doing and what he's been able to do, and hopefully continue to do um, past this season right here. You know, right now uh, we got a chance to finish this, this sucker off it to get us in a, a quality bowl game. I need me another vacation, so I'm praying. Uh, I got a couple of favorites I want to go to because, like I said, I need me a, I need me a vacation. But whatever they do, we're gonna we're gonna be there. And we're gonna support them.
6: I know you will and, and uh, the last thing you need is another vacation because I follow you on X and I, I know how you and the bride travel. I know you have a lot of fun. but uh, playing in this offense, if you were Jackson Dart, uh, is, is this a quarterbacks dream offense or or you know, how would you like to play in this offense?
8: And I tell you it's a quarterback dream because you know you think about everybody you think about um, Lane's a passing guy, but I mean, man, they run the ball. They run the ball up there with any team in the SEC. If you look at it consistently, um, his offense, he always going to have a running back to put up some major yards, uh, and you know, just it takes so much pressure off you, and it, it opens up the passing game for you. And um, Jackson just continually show his knowledge of the offense and uh, growing, um, especially the leap that he made from this year to, I mean, last year to this year, and hopefully just continue.
6: Talk about that leap a little bit. Uh... You know, you know a lot more football than I do. Um, what have you seen out of Jackson as far as his growth from year to year?
8: Oh, just, you know, just his knowledge of the offense. He knows exactly uh, where everybody's going to be. Um, and you, you you can't put a price on that. You know, can't put any type of thing on that. I'm quite sure if Lane, if Lane uh, let him call plays, I'm quite sure he can – Go out there and call a couple plays and get us on down the field a little bit, you know. But no, just his knowledge, just being there, being in the system. Nothing has changed for him. Uh, your, your knowledge, you're always going to take take your game to the next level. And hopefully, he come back next year. And um, if he come back next year, I can just imagine how good he's going to be in his system.
5: Romero. Uh, speaking of the the this game coming up Thursday, what is the biggest uh, the biggest important factor to you for Ole Miss to win this game. I know a lot of Ole Miss fans are worried about the offensive line right now, including me. Yep. What, what does Ole Miss have to do to win Thursday?
8: I think we just got to go down there and just play our game. Don't turn them all over. Um, I think clearly we're we're a better team than them this year. Uh, we just can't go down there and shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, I've been down there where some crazy stuff happened in Starville. And um, hopefully we come out early, um, get up on them 7 zero. And uh, make them try to chase us from behind, and I feel like if we can do that, we'll, we'll be okay.
6: Crazy uh, things happen down there. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Would you throw the pass that the defensive back kicked with his foot up, up in the air to another yeah. defense?
8: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That was like I said. That was the last time I went to Sarville to the Egg Bowl. and uh, that's the re- that's the reason why I don't go back.
6: <laughs> that one play.
8: Yeah, yeah. That, that
6: was a killer. That one
8: play. That, yeah, I just I just remember their crowd running across the field as we were leaving, and I said, man, never again, and uh, I'm not going back again.
6: Well, Romero, catch everybody up on, on what you're doing uh, now with your career.
8: Uh, man, uh, Chuck, I'm I'm on the other side, man, now. I'm an, I'm an alum, man. I uh, have a state farm agency here in Olive Branch. We service uh, the entire state of Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, Louisiana, and Arkansas, but uh, we're here. Um, We here to service the people. So if anybody looking for an insurance, you will give us a call. We on the
5: internet. What What is the phone number, Romero? How, how does everybody get in touch with you? Six
8: six six two eight nine three one two one two. Or you can just Google Romero Miller Insurance, and it'll pop up on a, on a, on the internet.
5: Thank you, Roe. We really appreciate it. And Hottie toddy.
6: Hey, buddy. Thank you. Right, Hotty totty. Y'all have a good Thanksgiving. You too. Take care, buddy.
5: Always been one of my favorites. John. Oh
6: man, listen. Let me tell you something. Uh, Yancey, and I'm not knocking any kid that doesn't want to come back and support the team that played here. Uh, they have their lives. People have to live their own lives and make their own decisions. But I guarantee you Romero Miller's going to be there. Yep. And he always has ever since he's uh, graduated from Ole Miss. He's a proud Rebel. He's a supporting Rebel both financially and with his presence. And uh, just a fine young man. And I know his insurance agency and in all Branch branches doing well, and he deserves
5: it. Yeah, he certainly does. And you just remember that class. I, can, I think that was the class before you put out the infamous video there that uh, you know, was sold under there on the Tuberville. But Deuce McAllister, Terrence Metcalf, all those guys, they stayed so connected with the program. And that's just you don't see that much, not only at Ole Miss, but any program.
6: Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story about Romero. Uh, when we were recruiting him, I was doing recruiting for the Atlantic Constitution Journal. And so I wouldn't call recruits and say, I'm with the Old Miss Spirit, because then they'd say what you wanted to hear about Old Miss. Oh, yeah. And I called Romero and I said, I'm with the Atlantic Constitution Journal. Uh, where do you think you're going to go to school? And uh, he said, is this Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> I said yeah that, I said yeah he said you you with the old Miss Spirit. You're not with the Atlanta. Con- <laughs> he caught me red-handed. We'll be right back with Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yo hotline after these important messages. Hang tight.
2: Can you imagine years of hard work and saving and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings paxton Faris and the Faris group have over 20 years and a process working towards success not stress after retirement to know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security talk to the farise group retirement should be stress-free not stressful the farise group FarisGroup.com, offices in oxford and jackson the farise group your partner in retirement securities offered through lpl financial member finra and sipc And go Rebs. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next.
5: Welcome back here to the Cannon Motors Rebel Yell Hotline, and we're going to open up here with the weekly Text messages that everybody wants to know about your Ole Miss Rebels, and the first one is here. And, Chucky, what do you think that they want to know? They want to know about the offensive linemen. Offensive old Ole Miss got any offensive linemen on the deck for next year? Well, to answer your, your question, they have two uh, right now that are committed in both of them. The good news is, no, it's not many, but they were two very, very important players uh, guys that they had tagged from day one, Chuck. And that's what I always go off of, covering recruiting, I guess, what for 25 years is really more about the guys that are big-time targets for your university and the, who the coaches really want. And John Wayne Oliver uh, is the first one here that we're speaking about. He's out of Christ Presbyterian Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. He's 6'5", 280 pounds. He'll probably, uh, probably play offensive guard. Some projected at center. I see more as an offensive guard. Big-time player that uh, Ole Miss was able to win over a lot of big-time schools to, to get that uh, commitment there. As we know, they don't sign until December the 20th, which is just one month away. And then the second one is June Jude Foster at a uh, Southern University lab school in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Another interior offensive lineman, probably settled there, at offensive guard. He's 6'4", 295. Again, Ole Miss was able to battle a bunch of big-time schools and come out with that commitment. So, uh, Chucky, uh, for that very first question there about future offensive linemen, as we see, the numbers aren't big, only two. Uh, We don't know how many that are going to leave the team. You know, most of these offensive linemen uh, have a COVID year left, so we'll see about the attrition. But... Uh, I know that you believe that Ole Miss is going to be very active in the portal to fill out another slot or two.
6: Well, yeah, but uh, here's the first thing, though. I believe – I really believe that Caleb Warren is going to be back. I think Reese McIntyre will be back. Micah Pettis has no reason not to come back, particularly after he got injured. Uh, Jaden Williams has an opportunity to come back. Jeremy James, I think, will come back. So that's a lot of experience there. And then on top of that, you've got – Young guys like Preston Cushman, uh, uh, freshman Bryson Sanders, who I think has a really good future. Uh, Cam East, he's got to put on a few more pounds, but I think he's making good progress. Cedric Melton is a guy that has played some ball here but just hadn't broken through this year. So, I mean, don't don't act like the cupboard is bare, uh, but, but at the same time, it does need reinforcements, and I think it's going to be critical to get – uh, a couple of guys like we got Victor Kern this past year, uh, that's been a very good player for us at left tackle, um, you know. So I, I think we need a couple of Victor Kerns for sure.
5: Yeah, and and that's the thing about it, Chucky, is when you're only playing five, six offensive linemen a game. You mentioned four of those younger players, all redshirt freshmen, true freshmen there. Uh, that Chuck mentioned there, you, you it makes you feel uneasy because you haven't seen them play. You don't know what they could do but that's where you got to trust the staff and and the development of these players uh but having said that I still look for old miss to get at least one or two out of that portal um the second question of the day text message to us is is Santerin Parkins hurt it's kind of no. like the chandler ward years isn't it like where where is git well he's so,
6: playing more than people think i mean I know. They, they need to pay attention cuz he's in the rotation at defensive end for sure um with uh, Cedric Johnson and Ukwu and and Perkins um are in they they're all in the rotation so I mean he's playing 35 40 plays a game normally and uh, but he's just I don't know people just don't see number four out there for some reason
5: yeah it's just like Channon Ward and the text messages here are presented by Cleary and Clary and McGraw at ccmoxford.com you can reach them also. Uh, by dialing 662-371-1000. ask for my boy Mark Cleary, and he will definitely get anything you need to do with the Oxford Real Estate. Chuck, uh, on to the injury report here. Uh, you know, I know that uh, Coach Lane said that there's a chance that Williams returns uh, Thursday. Nobody's going to know that to the game time, but kind of fill us in with with some of the injuries. Uh, I don't.
6: I don't think there's anything else to worry about except. Uh, Michael Pettis is out, and that's a big out. You know, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a quality right tackle that we certainly miss. Um, Jeremy James has slid out there doing his, you know, he's played right tackle before, but it's been a while, so he's probably having to knock the rust off. Um, and plus, Pettis and James had just started playing so well together when, uh, when Pettis got hurt. Um, we still don't know. What the what the mystery is with wide receiver Zachary Franklin, uh, apparently he's just still hadn't come back from that knee injury fully 100% uh, that had in August got repaired. It must have been a lot more extensive than they let on. Uh, but anyway, he's kind of missing in
5: action, and they don't know what's going on right, really with,
6: with Zachary right now.
5: Do you think Zachary, I know maybe we don't need to speculate, but he's played his last days at Ole Miss? Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. I, and I say, played his last days. He he, he hardly played. Barely played. <laughs> you know. But I think uh Lee's development there. What what a nifty run he made there. The freshman there on that fifty two yard catch. Uh, he's he's he really can burn. Coming, He can. He can burn now. He really can. Run. And the in- injury report here is always uh, provided as they have from day one here with Oxford Ortho and our boy, Daniel Boyd. Uh, Dan is as good as anybody in town, as the Porter family can attest. Uh, So we got uh, the next segment coming up here. uh, We'll be with Harry Harrison, our game day outlook, and with Ole Miss uh, football radio, former All-American here, Rebel, and we look forward to his insight.
2: Real Estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF Master Contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or
7: Chevrolet, find your road.
2: Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors. I went down to the demonstration to get my
5: fair share of the view. Welcome back here to the Cannon Motors Rebel Yell Hotline. We're to the game day outlook. Uh, we're going to have Harry Harrison on, on very shortly here. But, Chuck, uh, you know, let's let's look at the game Thursday. Uh, you know, we talked about the offensive line. That's, the you know, obviously the point, number one, that uh, things are going to have to come together a little bit better than we saw the last game and a half. What are some other matchups uh, that, that are important for Ole Miss for you?
6: Well, we we got all we got to remember. We're going to Starkville, and yeah. uh, you know we're not very well liked over there. Um, and, and the cowbells will be ringing, so you know noise is going to be an issue. I'm pretty sure, uh, even though things are in disarray and chaos over there, from uh, firing their coach a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, I can promise you that I know Greg Greg Knox very well, and Greg's going to have them pumped up and ready to go. I don't know if you saw the little YouTube clip, yep. or Instagram clip Riding right. in on a four-wheeler. came riding in on a four-wheeler. That's, that's not a team that's quit. No. They haven't quit. And they showed that by beating the Sox off of Southern Mississippi. Of course, everybody's beating Southern Mississippi this year. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, uh, the Bulldogs have some life in them, and we've got to be, be ready for that.
5: Yeah, welcome on to the show here. It's Harry Harrison, uh, the former All-American Safety for Ole Miss and Harry. I was asking Chuck, of uh, you know, obviously with the offensive line issues, that's what all Ole Miss fans are keying on. But what 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 are a matchup or two you're really going to focus on?
3: Well, yeah, obviously starts in the trenches, Yancey, and in, in the offensive line. Uh, I, I, that's why I was running a little late. I was at practice and uh, had those darn cowbells play, and I forgot how <laughs> how disgusting they were, but uh, <laughs>
5: they were blasting them
3: out there. But it looked like we're going maybe with. Uh, Caden Warren back at center and moving McIntosh to right guard moving some pieces around and, and I did see uh, uh, Jaden Williams he was dressed out, still hobbling pretty good, but maybe by Thursday he'll be able to go a little bit, we hope so but that's the key, I mean it was a little bit in disarray on, on last Saturday in the first half and it, seemed it got better as a, as a Week went on, But what I really think is I, I really believe our defensive line can dominate in this football game. I don't think that Mississippi yeah. State's offensive line is as good as uh, we've, we've placed in, played in the last few weeks, excluding ULM, of course. But uh, I, I just think that our defensive line can certainly have a good night there.
5: Yeah, and, and you returned Rodgers, who's not the most mobile guy, so that could work in Ole Miss's favor there. And let's not forget, you know, Rodgers has been out for, what, about a month, month and a half before he returned – Uh, this past Saturday against Southern Miss. So he's still got some rust to knock off as well. And, uh, you know, that's a very, very good point, Harry. I I think State's offensive line has really struggled – all season chuck is there another position or two you're, you're going to focus on
6: no but I, I i don't want to underestimate will rogers he's got a guy's got a lot of starts and a, a lot of experience under his his belt he gets rid of the ball really quickly he doesn't have a strong arm but he's got a real accurate arm and uh i, I just don't think we can discount that experience do you harry
3: no i don't think so either Chuck, but i just believe our defensive front's going to be able to get, to get put some pressure on him and uh and that's the key. Even when they when they're in the damn air raid, that uh, we were able to get pressure on him. That was the key. Back when Sam Williams was getting all those sacks that year down there, we we got pressure on him. That disrupted uh, their passing attack. And that's what I'm hoping. Again, of course, that all starts up front with not letting the, the run game get uh, going. And and somebody told me that uh, Tula Griffin went out with an injury, maybe third quarter the other day. Never came back. And so did their their running back, Woody Marks. So. We'll have to see. You know, see if those guys are ready to play. I'm sure if they're any way possible they're gonna play against the rebels come Thursday.
6: Yeah, but I I tell you without them, that those are two big big losses. If they don't play, they're almost as important as Will Rogers, uh to their offense. So yeah, I, No doubt. I,
5: I think Tulu's gonna be fine. I think he's I don't think he's very happy right now at Mississippi State. Now that that could be some of the equation too, but with the uh, with Woody you know he's he's been fighting various leg injuries all season. Um, I believe he had a hamstring issue earlier this year. That's a good running back now. What well, he, he really is, he really yeah. is.
3: And, and they and, tried to they tried to lean on that run game more this year than they have in the past. Obviously, getting away from that air raid offense, and it just hadn't worked. You know they've had they've had some moments here and there in games, but it just by and large hadn't worked. And uh, that's why Will Rogers has struggled. And you know it just changed an offense on in his last year. And he struggled with that. It's not the air raid anymore. And so when you don't have that run game going, uh, and you get one dimensional, then uh, it, uh, it it's tough on a quarterback. And especially if you get pressure on him. And I think a lot of teams have. So that, that's the key. Can we man up on the outside? You know, bring some blitzes, put some pressure on him. I think that'll be the cat and mouse game that Pete Gelden will have to deal, to dial up as the game wears on.
6: But, you know, let's talk a little bit about abandoning the air raid. I mean, they recruited for three or four years to the air raid, and this guy comes in, Arnett comes in, and decides to ditch what, what their personnel is fit for. It just, I, I don't know, no wonder he got fired. I mean, and bless his heart, I don't want anybody to lose their job, but golly, to me that was about as boneheaded as it gets. Why not recruit to whatever you want to run down the future, but but use your personnel the, the way they were were recruited to play
3: well you it makes it, it t- makes total sense to me and you chuck that that's the way it should have been but uh you know he went out and hired an offensive coordinator and i guess allowed him to change the offense and uh, all it did was get him fired now you know it, it's one of those it's one of those uh jobs that you can get fired still make a lot of money going out i don't know what else you can do to make more money than, than head coaches getting fired in the SEC. But. Uh, uh, I don't think his yep. buyout was probably quite as hefty as Jimbo's, but
7: uh, uh, <laughs> you
3: know, so <laughs> you know, you bring in a new coordinator and he puts in a new offense, and you, I guess he gave him the leverage to do that when he when he went out to hire him, uh, knowing that you know he, they were on thin ice anyway. So, what, I don't what
6: know, a, Chuck, what a lousy it, decision! Just just a lousy decision. I mean, well, and you know
3: he's never been a head coach before. So all of a sudden he's making decisions for the entire wow. team, not just that defensive side of the ball. And that's uh, some, some people are ready for that. And some aren't, but uh, they, uh, unfortunately Mississippi state did not give him along to, to fail or succeed. I think he coached in 11 games. So that, that's not, that's not a, a big resume of uh, what you can do or can't do.
6: You know, I tell you what though, it, it's the more you look around. Coaching is the only profession that you can fail at and leave there a multimillionaire. I mean I, <laughs> I I've never seen anything like it. It's just Jimbo, Jimbo's Jimbo's going to get 19 million dollars within the next 60 days and then 7.9 million dollars a year until 2031. I well, mean,
3: they might ought to be looking at the guy that did that contract, too.
5: Yeah. Yeah, well, but,
3: I agree with that. But
5: back to Arnett and State, I, I think this is really – this works. Uh, I think State's created some momentum, right? Now they don't have the alumni wanting, you know, Arnett fired every game, and the players don't have to hear about that it's just kind of weight lifted off their shoulders. I think, you know, we've seen that with the Raiders and the NFL this season when they made a coaching change, the spark they've received. I think this really does help Mississippi State kind of get that onus off their back and just know that, you know, they could just concentrate on this Egg Bowl.
3: Well, guys, uh, all I got to do is go back 50 years, and I went through the same scenario, third game of the season, fired the head coach and the athletic director on a Monday night, brought John Vaught back. So I've been there and lived that, and it really wow. does lift the pressure off of you.
5: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, the biggest worry you, you look at you look at the game Saturday between State and Southern. I believe they had what 64 plays Southern and uh you know, their two linebackers have a combined uh I believe what was it 39 or 40 tackles, one had 21. Uh Watson and Jet uh had 18 for for them. So getting those those guys blocked is also going to be a key center point if you can get past those two guys you can really have a lot of hay against state but those are two really good football players
3: yeah they are they're probably their best two guys by far on the defensive side yancey i don't think there's any doubt about that what few highlights i've seen so far it's always jet johnson involved in it and uh He's been a really good player. Uh, had some had some interceptions, and I think he had one the other day against Southern. Picked it off and then flipped it over to DB, and he ran it all the way back for a touchdown. So that was one of their late scores uh, in that game. It was 26-20 to that point. I think that uh, that opened it up pretty wide. But yeah, so it, you know, uh, does the rebel the rebels have the best roster. We do. We're playing down there. We got a hostile crowd. Uh, I think the pressure certainly off Mississippi state, uh, you know, so we got to play We got to play much better than we did the first half against ULM and, and, uh, and, and we got get good four quarters. So it's not, it's never easy to win down there. I've been down there and done that before, but uh, it's not an easy place to win there. And uh, so I think, I think this staff gets it. I had a chance to speak with Pete golden today and, and they're working on it hard and everybody's out there after it. And, you know, we got a few guys banged up ourselves. So, It's all next man up, whoever that is. But uh, we got to have a great effort come Thursday night.
6: Well, and the thing of it is, Harry, uh, two other motivating factors for Mississippi State is not only could they become bowl eligible, but – you know as well as I do. Any time they can beat us, that's that's like salvaging a season, no matter how bad their season is. No,
3: no doubt. That's no doubt, Chuck. You just you absolutely nailed it right there. If they could come somehow come away with a victory over Ole Miss, it would make their season absolutely. <laughs> I won't say perfect, but it'll be pretty darn close for them.
5: Well, Harry, we really appreciate the time and look forward to hearing you uh, Thursday night on the radio and radio yeah, look show. forward and,
3: to it. We'll be leaving with Kellum probably early afternoon
6: getting on down there and getting settled in so we'll there be there you go, brother
5: we'll be safe thank you buddy Hottie toddy take, take your
6: earplugs
5: and <laughs> the game day outlook there uh, is presented by our good buddy bobby dunlap there at gateway tires uh is serving uh for close to 75 years now gateway tires and over 50 locations and Now let's get on to the C Spire Connerly Trophy Award watch list that we are presenting each week on the Rebel Yo! Hotline. Uh, We pick a school for each team, all 10 colleges here in the state of Mississippi, and it's presented by the C Spire uh, Connerly Trophy, uh, excuse me, C Spire with the Connerly Trophy, the inception in 1996, and the award will be um, given out, I guess, next Tuesday, Chucky, uh, on Tuesday at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. So... Let's start it off with the old Miss Rebels.
6: All right, the junior quarterback, Jackson Dart, the player of the week for the Rebs. The 6'3", 205-pounder out of Kaysville, Utah, threw for 310 yards and a, a trio of touchdowns in only three quarters of play in the Rebels' 35-3 to win over UL Monroe. Jackson now has 2,891 yards passing and 21 touchdowns on the season. The number 12-ranked, and 9-2 and Rebels face MSU Thursday.
5: For Mississippi State, we just talked about it a little bit earlier. Senior linebacker Jet Johnson is our player of the week for the Dawgs. The 230-pound linebacker out of Tupelo, Mississippi, had 18 tackles, a sack, a tackle and a half for a loss, and an interception in State's 41-20 win over Southern Miss. Jet now has 117 tackles, six sacks, and three interceptions on the season. Johnson has been nominated as one of the ten finalists for the Connerly Trophy Award. The five and six dogs face Ole Miss Thursday.
6: Southern Miss senior linebacker Hayes Maples is the player of the week for the Eagles. 230-pound inside linebacker out of Hattiesburg, had a game-high 11 tackles in Southern's 41-20 to 20 loss to State. The three and seven Eagles face Troy Saturday in their season finale, and that's no bargain there. Troy's pretty good.
5: Yeah, tough season for the Eagles. Uh, Jackson State senior wide receiver Fabian McCray is our player week, player of the week for the Tigers. The 6'2", 195-pounder out of Chicago had six catches for 109 yards and a pair of touchdowns in Jackson State's 29-29 loss to Alcorn State. Fabian now has 41 catches for 584 yards and four touchdowns on the season. Junior wide receiver
6: Carrick Ross is the player of the week for Mississippi Valley State. The 5'11 receiver out of Itabina has three catches for 94 yards and a pair of touchdowns in Valley's 30 to 21 loss to Alabama AM. Valley finished
5: a woeful
6: one in ten on the season.
5: <laughs> Poor Valley. It's been rough over the last several years for them. Alcorn State, what a big win for them, by the way. Senior back, senior wide receiver Montario Hunt, as our player of the week for the Braves. The Walnut, Mississippi Native. Had two catches, Chucky, for 88 yards, but both of them went for a score. Um, Hunt now has 33 catches for 555 yards and four touchdowns on the season. Again, Alcorn State was able to beat Jackson State, which is not done very much these days. Well, here's
6: that guy again. Senior quarterback Patrick Shegog is the player of the week for the Delta State Statesman. The 200-pound quarterback out of South Panola passed for – 318 yards and six touchdowns in Delta State's 49-14 win over West Florida in the first round of the D2 playoffs. Shegog has thrown for over 250 and 31 touchdowns while rushing for 565, eight yards and 11 touchdowns. Johnson has been, Shegog has been nominated as one of the 10 finalists for the Conley Trophy.
5: Yeah, that's, excuse me there for the typo, there's 2,568 yards that he's passed on for the season. There's been a lot of talk that maybe he could give, uh, you know, Judkins a run for that award coming up, and, uh, you know, who could argue he's having a monster year. Uh, look at those numbers. Mississippi College senior running back Marcus Williams out of Donnersville, Louisiana, has been nominated as one of the 10 finalists for the Connelly Trophy. Marcus rushed for 943 yards and three touchdowns on the season. Junior punter Ethan Klaplatch
6: out of Chicago has been nominated as one of the ten finalists for the Conley Trophy for Millsaps College. He finished the season ranked second in NCAA Division III with 45.8 average yards per punt.
5: Colin Lane, Bellhaven, lastly here, senior running back Colby Blunt out of Mobile has been nominated as one of the ten finalists for the Connerly Trophy. The 220-pound native out of Mobile rushed for 1333 yards, and 17 touchdowns and more importantly helped Belle ba- Bell Evan to his first ever playoff appearance in D three. We'll be right back with the good, bad, and ugly. I don't know she's alright, she's alright.
2: raw real estate with over 40 years of combined experience the tom smith land and homes team serving the cleveland mississippi area is committed to achieving the best results for buyers and sellers their knowledge and expertise about agricultural hunting and recreational lands is highly known and respected throughout the state With Tom Smith Land & Homes, you can expect more and get more. Return on your real estate investment. Contact Tom Smith Land & Homes today at 662-441-2500.
7: Miss.
2: more of the rebel yell hotline presented by Canon motors coming up next
5: welcome back here to the Canon motors rebel yell hotline uh we'd like to thank our partners here for reese group um with nearly two decades of experience helping retirees invest and distribute their savings the freeze group continues to provide their clients with unparalleled level of service and de- delivered results they have locations in Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, and Baton Rouge. Give them a call toll-free, 1-877-327-3735. And the next part of the show here is brought to you the Red and Blue Chips. Um, you know, there was, Chuck, a lot of lot of guys in town this past weekend. I didn't know if that was going to be a good thing or a bad thing uh, with the attendance. And, you know, it was attended, I thought, you know, pretty solid considering the circumstances there against Georgia it's not anything like it's been the prior games God, of the season. I don't think that hurt recruiting at all. Yeah, but, you you know, the good part of that is they get more time with them the early game to go tour sure. around with the family, show them. But a lot of a lot of good players in, uh, including Braylon Stonka-Burnside out of Starkville. Everybody knows about him, the four-star wide receiver. Um, you know, he's uh, the T-Leagues are really pointing towards Oxford right now. He'll announce his decision at the Under Armour All-American game coming up here On January the 2nd, a trio of four-star defensive line commits for Ole Miss and Cam Franklin out of Lake Cormont, Jeffrey Rush out of Pasquilla, and edge rusher Raymond Collins, a JUCO player there in the state of Mississippi at Jones Community College. Another edge rusher committed Ole Miss and Cameron Clark out of Tennessee, and Ole Miss safety commit Andy Jaffe were also in attendance. A pair of defensive back targets out of Alabama, four-star cornerback Jaden Lewis and safety prospect Therian Alexander were also in town. And then a couple younger targets, Chucky, uh, uh, 2025 Lake Cormont four-star linebacker Jacoby Hopson. Obviously, he's teammates there with Cam Franklin. Uh, will be a big uh, target for Ole Miss next year. In 2026, four-star wide receiver Jass Matthews out of Greene County were also in town. And lastly, uh, the Ole Miss baseball news here. The 2024 Ole Miss baseball class finished number five in perfect games with 12 top 500 signees and five inside of the top 100. So that was really good to see. A lot of people, Chuck, think that – You know, Ole Miss just signs these top five classes every year, and they've got all this talent, but that couldn't be farther from the truth. There's usually one top class and then one, you know, in that 18 to 25 range and then one in the 40 to 50 range. So, uh, But now with the NIL, it's kind of balancing out, and this is three classes in a row here with Bianco the first time ever. So we should start seeing some of the benefits of that coming over the next few seasons, hopefully starting with this year. And uh, the red and blue chips uh, is segment is presented by the Grove Collective. You know how important they are. Their mission is to create and enhance NIL NIL opportunities for all Ole Miss student athletes while providing a level of protection and guidance in today's NIL marketplace. Join the collective today to help make an impact with our student athletes who give their all for our flagship university. And, Chucky, we're going to go to now to the Good, Bad, and Ugly. That's sponsored by Cannon Motors. It's find your location near you or see their selection of new and used cars. Go to cannonmotorscompany.com. Well, the good, the Rebels
6: obviously notched their ninth win of the season, defeating ULM Saturday in the vault and ended up 7-0 and at home this season. They'll be gunning for their tenth win of the regular season for the second time in three years when they traveled to Starkville Thursday night to take on Mississippi State on ESPN. The Rebels had a good second half against the Warhawks uh, after only leading 7-3 to three at halftime. Uh, they scored 28 points and didn't allow ULM another point in the 35-3 victory, and they did it with a makeshift offensive line. Uh, when I first heard about Chris Beard's idea to have a game in the Tad Pad, I thought it was a pretty dumb idea. Man, was I wrong. It was a great atmosphere Friday night. It was a great pleasure to shake hands with former coach Rob Evans, who was honored at the game, and I hope that Beard does that every year. It was really exciting in there. Uh, only 4,500 people were allowed in because the uh, Oxford or Lafayette County Fire Marshal said that's all that they could allow. I believe they could have sold it out. I, I really do, and and the fans there were really enthusiastic. It was a, a great day, and I was so so wrong. The bad, uh, it took the Rebels way too long to put the Warhawks away Saturday. Uh, the first half was a comedy of errors and sleepwalking through the game on both sides of the ball. The offense kept shooting themselves in the foot, and the defense just didn't look very crisp either, allowing ULM to mount a little bit of a rushing attack, surprisingly. So uh, the Rebels have to come out of the chute strong Thursday night in Starkville. Uh, Harry made a great point, I thought, uh, that, um, you know, we sh- our defensive line should feast on their offensive line, but I'm sure they're thinking the same thing, that their defensive line can feast on Ole Miss's offensive yep. line. So. Uh, it's going to be an interesting match Thursday night.
5: Speaking of basketball, a little SEC news here brought to you by Van Atkins' story. You know, as Chuck says, she's always worth it. Coach Joe won a uh, tournament here uh, coming up at the Battle for Atlantis. Uh, they beat Michigan today 60-49. to Madison Scott was named MVP. Congratulations, Coach Joe. And thank you for putting up with me today, trying to host here, Gary Darby. We wish you back next week, and we will see you back next week. Hottie totty.